0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blue Collar Chaplain podcast. Kinda, I'm here with my beautiful wife Amanda.
1: Hey friends,
0: and Mr. Tony Tillman with the local connection slash Apple slash Coastland Man Coffee of many
1: talents slash T Two
0: Creations.
2: Oh, <laughs> on That's and on. on. That's what you get That's for the lie.
0: chaplain. Thanks, thanks, yeah. friends. Oh. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> All right, I'll say something. What's cracking, Pips? Is that, <laughs> that <better>? works. <laughs> dude, I was so excited to do this episode. I know. We, so. I don't think there's been an episode that we've done where we haven't, like, mentioned you. Oh, yeah. Whether it was one of us <laughs> screwing up and being like, yeah, there you go, Tony. Now, you can pick on <laughs> us funny. for that at church. Oh, my gosh. You're hilarious, dude. Yeah. So, on today's episode... We are talking about, you know, walking out your faith, honoring God, just in everything you do, but, you know, kind of more specifically in your workplace, you know, in your day-to-day life interacting with people, because what some people know, we kind of touched on it in our testimony video, that really it was because of Tony, because of you, and walking out your faith, and, you know... Living to honor God that really saved our relationship by inviting us to church, you know. Which I or well, I guess inviting Amanda. And yeah, me yeah. So no to a million give times. a little
1: background to this, um, so I I was working at Southland and he was stopping in like almost every morning to get a whoa, a whoa, nos. Well,
2: you can't tell my wife that. Hold <laughs> on. She might listen. To this. <laughs> almost every morning, oh almost.
1: <laughs> To get an energy drink. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I'm
2: getting Anywho, divorced. <laughs> um, so and you're marriages. You kind of oh, my
0: gosh.
1: <laughs> so he was coming in, you know, all of that. And over time, you know, we developed a friendship. And one day, I think I had brought it up to him, um, asked or saying something about, Um, church and he suggested then that hey well come and check out chr you know it's a great church Um, everybody's really friendly and that's pretty much how that happened
0: cool man yeah Yeah. Yeah. and i was was like all against it i was like no church burnt me i'm good Who's Tony? I don't even know Tony. <laughs> I'm not That's doing true. that. Yeah. I
2: knew Tyler before Tyler knew me. Yeah, yeah. I really, yeah. never so met really. him. just the story. This
0: was what I thought was the craziest thing, and like, and this will be the first time anyone who's listened to our podcast, and probably now yours, um, that uh, uh, both of us at one point worked for you. Yeah, true. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't think about that till like, yesterday when we were coming over here to record it and I was like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and
1: to bring it back yeah. to what um, this episode is about, um, from working, you know, at a place that wasn't owned by Christians to then joining the Apple yeah, Door team, yeah. like, the, the atmosphere was completely different in a yeah. good way, you know. Um, you could walk in there and just feel a difference oh, yeah. versus walking into somewhere else and, you know— you could have, you know, one of your coworkers cussing or telling a a just crazy story. You know, nope. not the case if you work for a Christian company. So I thought that yeah. was really cool. And like the first day, I noticed that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I totally miss Bethany's singing. <laughs> oh yeah, still listening sings. to Her worship and Hannah, music. Her and
2: Hannah were doing it this yeah. morning. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome this morning. They were singing, um, I don't know what it was. They were actually doing their tone pitches together, and it was really cool to hear them to do it, because Hannah's extremely talented at singing also. See, I oh. didn't know that, too. She, she
0: sings really pretty. Yeah, nice. I didn't know yes. that. She's, yep. like, shy to sing or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. She's good. She can
2: play some keyboards, too.
0: But yeah, I'll be sitting there, like, dead quiet in the office, and I'm like, no, never at Apple Door. <laughs> Bethany was always singing. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool, Yeah. Man. Yep. Yeah, but there yeah. is a difference when you go to a Christian company versus oh, not. Yeah. But we don't ever
2: we don't really tag ourselves as a Christian company mm-hmm. either. Yeah, we just like when you work there, we we consider every phone call a chance to serve somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. So because
2: yeah. our technicians, a lot of those guys are not Christians, but oh, they're working, yeah, yeah. They're working for Christian owners, so they're kind of forced to serve our customers <laughs> where they want them to serve <laughs> them, but they won't serve them. Yeah, so it's, you're right, it's different for sure. No,
0: and I yeah, I think like I think even like we as Christians sometimes like. When, like, say, opening a business. I mean, like, obviously, I've never opened a business, but, like, I know, like, playing music and stuff like that. And I guess, like, some similarities, like, we can go to, like, the ex- absolute extreme mm-hmm. sometimes. Oh, yeah, you can. With, like, the whole Christian business thing, you <laughs> yeah. know? And it's like, like. Name it, like, name it, like, Holy Roller Carpeting. Or like, y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, some, <laughs> they some do. of like, those so, like, play on words were, like, cool, but then it's like. You know, like, I don't know. I never got, I could never get with the whole, like, Christian companies not hiring Christians. I guess, like, ministries, for instance. Like, I know Dave Ramsey just got into some hot water about some things. But, like, I don't know. I guess I kind of look at that a little different because he's kind of got, like, a ministry going on. Yeah. You know? But I know, like, there's, like, companies out there that won't, that are, like, doing construction, like garage doors or brick mason work that won't mm-hmm. hire non Christians. And to me it's just like, man, you're like cutting Yeah like the lifeline of being able to like minister to somebody. Yeah it's almost like hoping for a small church,
2: right? Pastor Joel talks about it all the time. Yeah. Like if you say you don't want to belong to a big church, what do you you're kind of defeating the purpose of yeah. being a Christian because yeah. the Great Commission is going to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the son Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. So if you're saying you just want to belong to a small church, I think you're limiting limiting one the reach your church has and two the way the holy spirit is going to use you because you're limiting yourself so i think a business can be the same way oh yeah i don't ever look at anybody and ask them if they're christian when they're hired do i like hiring christian guys absolutely oh yeah yeah but also being a christian owner i think sometimes you have you walk a fine line of being able to step into that disciplinary role yeah or like they oh you're supposed to be a Christian. I'm like, absolutely. I yeah. has <laughs> got nothing to do with what you just yeah. screwed up, though, bro. <laughs> when
0: I know you can relate, especially in construction. Oh, yeah. like That's crazy. When I was a foreman at Sunbelt, like, correcting people, like, especially after I got ordained. And, like, that would be the first thing out of right. somebody's mouth. Well, you know, well, they would never really ever say it to me, but I would always hear it down the grapevine. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, so-and-so said, like, you know, you're supposed to be, like, a chaplain now or something. And you just, like, chewed him out. Like... And, like, what Joel says, you know, like, yeah, I'm a chaplain, but I'm not a pushover. Where, you know, he says, I'm a pastor, not a pushover. You almost have it. to
2: be more stern. Yeah, because people feel like they can run over yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You they, do it with grace, you do it with love, but you have to have to take a stand. Too. Yeah. I yeah. don't think the Bible, I don't think the disciples or, any you know, of the prophets or <laughs> or Jesus for that matter, nobody were pushovers. Oh, you know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah. And then you're also, like, looked at way hard. Like, whether you're, like, in charge or not like even just like being a Christian like you're looked at like so like under a fine right. freaking, you know we kind of talked about it with the Hillsong mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be like a big mega church pastor be under the microscope like mm-hmm. as soon as someone finds out you're a Christian they're like waiting for that well but you should also moment.
1: like see how somebody lives their life and already kind of could tell if they're a Christian or not like you should yeah. be able to tell that mm-hmm. in a way yeah. Or at least I think so, you know, like, are you living out a Christ-like life or are you just going to church on Sunday, yeah. you know?
0: When I think some of the biggest moments, like when I worked for you and we would go to like jobs, like sometimes, like when I was saying, you know, Christians kind of like take in, just go off and like, you know, you never like... We're handing out tracks, or, like, you know, at the end <laughs> yeah. of a job walk, like, hey, can right. I pray with you? You know, but people would always be, like, you know, they would say stuff, like, you know, how are you so positive? Like, you know, you always just have a good outlook. And then you always, like, somehow, like, and it never was, like, over the top, you right. know? Well, I mean, God's just been good to me, yeah, you know? And that was, like, always the way that I kind of tried to roll with that, too, you know? That, like, yeah, I love praying with people, right? But, like, I never wanted to be so ambitious that it like ended up pushing people away yeah you know well, and
2: i well some of most interesting conversations i've had in the field were people that were not christians
0: yeah you know absolutely I mean? like you talk
2: to christians and it's really cool but then you get in that christian lingo where it's like it's almost comical they just talk oh i'm blessed brother this yeah it's like, yeah. just all these different things they talk about and you're like "Oh man let's put down the church talk and just talk for real i mean yeah for real and yeah so you exactly talk to non-christians like one way i always open that up to people I always ask them so where do you go to church yeah, and that's sh- that's my icebreaker. And most times they're like, "Oh, I don't," yeah. and I go, "Seriously? That's weird." They're like, "Why is that weird?" You know, he goes, "I go, I don't go to shirt. <laughs> yeah. and they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and that's weird that I say that. To them. but they say, "Oh, I will go to such and such." My well, that's cool, man. How long have you been going there? And then it yeah. opens up the conversation. So either way, I'm starting a conversation and leads into Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, nobody's ever told me to get out get out of their house. Yeah. Or told me not to talk to them because I'm not in your face. I'm not calling. See, I've a always sinner. been I'm so jealous
0: me. with the, how natural you are about it because like I saw you do that a million times just like talking like say hey so where do you go to church usually for me the icebreaker is like I like bust my thumb with a hammer and I'm like trying to do (laughs) everything I can not to cuss and someone's like how did you not just cuss that out of your lungs and I'm usually like well you know like I used to like cuss (laughs) like a sailor but Jesus kind of wrecked my life you know, no, but yeah. Tony like totally just like is a straight salesman, just like, well, you got to have
1: that boldness, you know? See,
0: well, I'm I mean, not, I've got boldness. He's just smooth. He uh, doesn't have to bust his thumb wide no, open I mean, to see, share I've been the gospel for a
2: long time, though. Like you've been around, you've seen me, you see me sell, like that's yeah. probably how I met a man. I probably asked where she goes to church. She probably said, well, I don't anymore. Yeah. yeah. And then it probably opened up our conversation. But you say I'm a salesman, and even the guys at work say you're just good at this. I just talk to people. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not scared to talk to anybody, but I've said the same things over and over so many times, it just yeah. becomes natural. Mm-hmm. That's anything. Okay. You gotta be comfortable with it. Yeah. And so you just fit somebody always, somebody always tries to be who they're not. Like Amanda yeah. cannot be me. I cannot be Amanda. <laughs> yeah. I can't be you. Yeah. So you have to, most people read books. They listen to podcasts. They listen to people yeah. on the radio. They dress like people. Talk like people. Try yep. to look like people. But that's not who they are. Oh yeah so yeah. So I'm absolutely. just me. Whether you like it or not, I'm yep. me. Do I cuss? Yeah, of course I do every now and then. <laughs> yeah. I have 14 employees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But you have aggravating days. But it's yeah. not where I'm looking to go to work. You'll cuss somebody out. Yeah. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. Absolutely. Like, you've seen me fuss at people before. Yeah. I'm stern. I get close. And they know when I'm pissed off. What was the. Uh, but it
0: takes a while for the, that. The fake cuss that you made up. Shakrap. Shakrap. I go, crap. Yeah. And that's a habit now. Like, yeah. I'll say
2: that S H I T word. I'll go, crap. Yeah.
0: Well, it was like a rough couple of days and that word just kept slipping and you were like, man, I've got to come up with something else. Dude, and I do. It, uh, and Chris has been on me
2: too. Like, we really worked hard. Like, for me, not to cuss as much. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be like, I'm not dropping F-bombs or gd and this around, but I would say the S-word, the A-word, you know, you get frustrated, technicians do something wrong, customers get mad at you, you get frustrated. Yeah. But now, over the
0: last year or so, I've kind of learned to deflect. Right. And do different things. It makes me feel better. See, speaking of Chris, that was like something, that was something huge. I kind of took from Apple Door, was like, and... I don't even know if he realizes it. I'm sure, in a a sense, you do, and probably Tanya. I'm sure Bethany. But, like, you know, I didn't even realize, like, when I first started there, like, how awesome it was to have somebody like Chris there, Mm -hmm. too. I mean, like, literally, like, you're having a bad day, like, and you're like, gosh, like, I really just, like, I can't wait till you know, 5 o'clock to where I can go talk to Joel or something like that. And, like, (laughs) Chris is sitting right over there, you know, and you can just, like go just take a load off. Like we and him had so many good conversations, but like that totally inspired me was like, man, like that is what the construction industry freaking needs. Like, you know, down to earth guys like Chris, not like, you know, and I mean, Joel could definitely relate, but you know, like some pastors just can't minister to like the type of people that me and you work with, you know, guys who cuss and drink all the time. and, Party Like, some pastors just don't relate, can't do that. You know, they went to private school their whole life. and yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but, you know, they've just never been exposed or hung out with people well, like Well, I that. think one of the things that me and Chris talk about a lot, too, is that pastors in churches
2: are never outside the environment of the church. Luckily, yeah. we go to a church where we have a Joel Brown, we have a Dave yeah. Moore, and we have a Chris Howard, we have a Isaac Garcia. We have these guys that are yeah. out and about, and yeah. they're not... They're full-time pastors, but they're not full-time pastors in the church. Like, right. Joel's very active in mm-hmm. different, like, the and Club and different things. His Thursday morning Bible study. Joel yeah. looks for places to get around people that are not Christians. Um, and it's. But most pastors are full-time pastors. You know, they're preparing yeah. for Wednesday night youth. They're praying for Sunday night service, and that's all they pretty much do. Maybe Wednesday night dinner. Maybe right. Tuesday night visitation. But they're always around Christians. And so they do get yeah. around non-Christians. I'm not saying they forget how to minister to people. But they're kind of sheltered within those four walls. But then yeah. you get somebody like Chris, that his income is not tied to CHR. He's got right. a full time job. He's in the field, so it's easier for him to. Because I know I look up to his leadership every day. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's my pastor. Yeah. This, yeah. You know, I, mean, I might be his boss at work, but he's my pastor at work <laughs> also. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. Like, I have issues or I have a problem or a question, man. You can just go around the corner. Yeah. When you go around the other corner, you got Bethany Brown and Hannah. <laughs> so you I'm sorry. It. Bethany Tillman.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. yeah. All the time. you got
2: Bethany Tillman and then you got, you got Hannah Brown that have been pastor kids their lives. And yeah. there's yeah. a bunch of wisdom in those two seats. Oh, yeah. And I sit there oh, with them sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, dang.
0: Because they're where I want to be spiritually. Yeah. They're 30 years younger than me. Yeah, oh, yeah. But they have yeah. a lot of wisdom there. Like, going to CHR totally gave me a whole new meaning to, like, Timothy. You know, like when Paul, yeah. like, yeah. he became a pastor and stuff like that. Cause you know he was so young. I forget how young they they estimate Timothy to be, but twenties wasn't it? like early twenties, something like that. Yeah, because I mean, like especially like Josiah. Like when he got up there on the, when they did that panel thing and they were talking about marriage and stuff like that. I was just sitting there wondering, like, how many people in the crowd are sitting there like this nineteen yeah. year old's about to Josiah's tell us something about marriage, some and he wisdom. dropped a bomb, man. Yeah, he's
2: got some wisdom, man. You Josiah is very quiet, very timid. But like, when we drive around, like, we'll go someplace to work sometimes, yeah. and I'll ask him deep questions. I told him I want him on the podcast, too, because he's got some cool knowledge, man, and it's from a different perspective. Yeah. Like, me being 51, I hang around with a bunch of dudes that are my age. You know, Right. We have like, tonight with our connect group, it was cool hearing all these different stories. So, you get around Josiah, I get to hear a 19-year-old's perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. different,
2: and it's neat, and to have a kid that that's that well-grounded and what he's looking for in a, in a woman eventually. Yeah. Um, but what he's looking for is life, his career, his goals. Yeah. To him to be raised by the Brown family, how anchored he is in his faith. Yeah. Dude, it's encouraging. For me to be 51, hear, his, oh, hear what I he know. says? It's encouraging. And then when he gets on stage, like you said, it's a different kid. Oh, my god! It's not man. a 19-year-old kid on stage, man.
0: Like, I, I, I remember when – I was when I was working for you and he was like, Yeah, I'm speaking tonight because 'cause I'd made a joke like, Hey, when are you speaking? and he was like, Yeah, I'm actually speaking tonight and I was just kinda like <laughs> That's funny. Really? Like I it was kind of like a joke. That, yeah. And I was like I n a weird way I kinda felt because like I thought you know, and gosh, I like I almost don't want him to listen to this but like honestly like I felt thought he was gonna fall kinda on his face a yeah. little bit. You He's know, not that cool. I have Never spoken to a crowd before? Probably not more than twenty people. So I'm not saying I could have done it better, but then he got up there, and I mean, Joel Brown's got some competition. <laughs> I
2: don't know if Joel's in <laughs> <a> competition.
0: Joel's <laughs> probably ready to
2: pass it on. That's why oh, I call that legacy man. night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah but no, just like no, mean, he's yeah, got a lot dude. of wisdom, man, and he's when he gets on stage, it's a different, it's a different kid, and like he's in the zone, but he prays, and he's led by the Holy Spirit when yeah. he does that. So yeah. it's a gifting. He's not on stage to preach he's on stage to share what the spirit's been telling Mm -hmm. him and it's yeah and he's he's been raised well oh yeah yeah that's good but he's also been receptive to that because you have a lot of pks that (laughs) that go the other direction they blame it on being a pastor's kid forever but you look at the browns and you look at bethany tillman and josiah you got no excuse because those kids are pks too i mean they've been missionary fields they've been risen in the church and of course the chr story yeah. I mean eleven years ago, well ten years ago, to come in here with no job, two mortgages, yeah. None yeah. of knowing one family in Carrollton. And so they had all the reasons in the world to yeah. be f- confused, frustrated. Oh, in like yeah, their friends, absolutely. Or schools and stuff. But yeah, but
1: instead awesome. they looked at their parents, they seen how their parents yep. were honoring Christ yep. and they took on to that. So yeah, that was well, I mean, awesome. Like
0: yep. my background growing up, it was those typical pastors' kids, like where, you know, they're dad was kinda out of touch with yeah. like what you're saying, like without nothing to do with the culture. You know, they were right. homeschooled, <clears throat> went to seminary, started pastoring a church, but like knew didn't know how to deal with a pornography addiction or drug or alcohol. Now I remember telling Amanda, you know, that once we got to know Bethany and Josiah, I was like, man, they are nothing like a <laughs> typical pastor's kid at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, you know, they wear their heart on their sleeves. They're not like afraid to say like yeah, like, I suck as a human, but, like, because of Jesus, like, you know, I'm made new, you know, but, like, they, they're, they like, so real. Yeah. Like, it's not that kind of fake facade that, like, you got to put on because my dad's a pastor. Right. You know, like, Bethany was not afraid to show when she had a bad day at work. And there's yeah. a lot of people who, like, go to church and stuff who, like, try to put on that. I mean, even Christians, like you were saying a couple minutes ago, like, when yeah. you're having a conversation with a Christian, they're, Sometimes you're going to be so fake. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I feel that way when Joel calls an altar call sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is when he does that, because being on prayer team, like you're on prayer team
2: with yeah. me, Like when they're they, they are praying, like I'm purposely not looking down or closing my eyes because I'm actually looking over everybody and praying for yeah. everybody that I'm seeing. And I'm kind of looking whose hands are raised. I know it says everybody close their eyes. It's a private yeah. moment. I want to know because yeah. I'm going to pray for you yeah, pray for people. I want to know who's yeah. struggling I want to know yeah, who's looking course. around like, I, I'm trying to pray for everybody in that room right now that had the Holy Spirit lay something on them to where they might need prayer or if they don't yeah. want to come up to pray with me at least the Holy Spirit's stirring their hearts then so they will pray for themselves then right. or something to identify that because if you're going to come to church and Matt Chandler says this all the time if you're going to come to church and not do anything you know, the other six days a week or not be led by the Holy Spirit yep. and not not study your Bible and not do these things he calls Christianity the worst hobby in the world <laughs> yeah. It is, dude. Like, why would you go do stuff six days a week, drink, sex, pornography, yeah. drugs,
0: cigarette, all this stuff, then come to church get beat up for an hour? Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> like, why? Would you really. do that? So, you know, it's like a good confessional, right? I mean, I don't mean to, like, you know, but it's almost like being a Catholic, essentially. Yeah, I don't know what it's like being a Catholic. You know, well, I only know because <laughs> my, my dad, you know, my dad right? was a Catholic, but, like, it's pretty much what it is. It's like you yeah. go and do whatever you want, and then... You uh, go and confess. Now I know all Catholics are not like that. Yeah. Specifically, right. the one my, where my dad grew up was, but it's kind of like they feel better about it, and then Monday starts the whole See, vicious cycle. I Couldn't again. do that, man. I couldn't feel
2: good about it. Yeah. Me, it frustrates I mean, me. it's like either all in or all out. Because yeah. if you once yeah. you know Jesus and so you know who He is, yeah. And God revealed Himself to you through His Word, and then you know that, and then you're living a crazy life anyway. Like yeah. I can't imagine that torment or that self. I don't call it torment, but that self. What do you call that? The I don't know, what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, like how
1: can you deny it, yeah, you Yeah, almost know? like
2: guilt all week long, like, you know. Yeah. Like, I showed Wesley, this is funny, because I'm on TikTok watching CNC like, CNC, like, CNC, like, woodworking stuff, and John like, that and never now, and that one inappropriate thing would show up. Uh-huh. Well, there was yeah. this one that, no, there's yeah. this one that was just like, it's funny. I told Wesley, you ready to laugh out loud? He's like, sure, whatever. He don't listen to me, but it had a picture of, like, a girl, like, in, like, a, a long robe, and she's walking and she grabs it and she goes like she's like snapping her thing where I guess it's gonna come off. And right when it hits the third snap, there's a picture of Jesus he goes, What you looking at? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, Hello. Like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh it was like, my you at? Gosh. But that's what you should feel like as a believer. I know in for real. That. Yeah, that's a good example. When I first started my walk, somebody told me I don't know what book it was. I listened to so many books and listen to so many podcasts. But they said always that like Jesus is behind you or he's always got yeah. your back. And that'll help direct your ways. And if you oh, screw yeah. up, absolutely, he's going to pick you up yep. and push you on. Like I remember, it might have been Matt Chandler's. So I'll probably have a lot of Matt Chandler references because when I first came a <laughs> Christian, I listened to him a whole lot because yeah. he explained Bible to me really well.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he was saying, like, Christianity is like being an infant. Like, if you have a six month old baby, they're getting ready to walk. Once they leave the coffee table, they're going to fall down. Yeah, You don't walk over and shove them down and call them stupid and say, get up, dummy. Yeah, I
0: mean, you're right. Yeah,
2: you pick them up, you put them back on the coffee table, and you hope they take that first step. Yeah. They take the first yeah. step, they fall down. You don't go kick them, smack them, <laughs> dummy. You go pick them back up, you put their butts back on the coffee table until they take steps and everybody yeah. celebrates. And that's almost what your Christian walk should be like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. nobody, well, I'm saying nobody, but nobody, I don't think, goes to church, prays to Jesus to save them, and then, you know, they're Joel Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it was, it's it's little by little,
1: or or a a lot at a time, a lot oh, at a yeah. time. You know, it's a process. It definitely was for me. Yeah, um, but yeah.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of people think that. <laughs> nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think that about Paul, though. They think that it was like instantaneous, like the way that, and I, I kind of get it. Like it kind of gets lost in the Bible a little bit, especially if like you're new to your walk in mm-hmm. Christ. Like it seems like. He got blind and then went and fasted and then just became like the greatest pastor ever, you know. But like I read a book called The Apostle Paul and it's like obviously not written by him, right? But it was basically (laughs) like as if he wrote an autobiography and I can't remember the author's name, but he he edited all of Billy and Franklin Graham's books or a majority of them at least. Dude, that book blew my mind. I mean, it took you... And he did everything he could, like, according to archaeology and things like that, to show where there was, like... I think he said that it's, like, estimated, like, a three-year gap, actually, between him Paul becoming blind and actually preaching his first sermon. Well, what we call... But he went and spoke to the Pharisees. Yeah, that's cool. You know, so, like, it totally is, like, a process leading up. Because, I mean, I can tell you, like two and a half years ago, like I would not have been the one to be on here preaching and talking about suicidal thoughts or pornography addiction or not living with your girlfriend. Yeah. You know, so I mean it's definitely baby steps building up to all that, you know, which is baby steps building up to being able to share your faith with people while you're at work. Well,
2: that's what I love about you, too, as a couple, because you're not scared to share their faith. I think if more Christians were like you, and like if you walked in Sunday morning, you're like, hey, man, how you doing? Good, man. Great week. Great week. But they're tore up inside. They're thinking about yeah. suicide, or they got that pornography addiction, or they're beating their wives. or Because I know Christians yeah. always talk about drinking or drugs and pornography, but there are yeah. more things you do to dishonor yourself and your family and God other than those two things. Oh, absolutely. But you're completely open with your stuff, and because you're yeah. doing that, you say... You tell people, but you're on a podcast, dude. So anybody yeah. anywhere can download that junk and listen to it. Yeah. And you're completely open. Oh, yeah. Neither one and of us
0: will ever be able to run for
2: president. And that's powerful. Um. I don't know. <laughs> Trump did it. I'm sure yeah, but, like- <laughs> <laughs> but anybody can't. I mean, think about it, dude. It's like, true. Remember, remember when Trump started running president? People were like, what the heck? Is this a joke? Like, he I, I do was do one it. of them. And now he's like was one everybody's of favorite. I mean, he's been yeah. president yeah. for over a year now. And people are hoping he comes back. But no, but I, like we're talking about being in the workplace and, and sharing your faith. I think Christians need to be more bold, man. Like, what are you scared of? Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll go to a football game. so We'll go to NASCAR, right? Well, yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR we race. go. NASCAR, So we will baby. wear t-shirts. We will paint our faces. We will throw beers at each other. Mm-hmm. We will stand up and scream and holler and hoot for a dude that you can't see because he's going 200 miles an yeah. hour past you. But you get on Sunday morning... The church service, you
0: don't need to take your hands out of your pockets. Dude, she's got an Boy, amazing, she- oh. amazing testimony. Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> no. I
0: definitely have back in the so, day at some metal concerts.
1: So yeah, speaking Tell of us. all that, Tell um, <clears throat> I don't I don't I forget when this was. This was a while back, probably like a year and before some change we got ago. Married. Yeah, like a year yeah. and some change ago during the summertime. We went to a Brad Paisley concert and um you know, I was singing and I was just jamming out, hands up, and it—I <laughs> was
2: it's on your 50 but, <laughs> jamming out, hands up,
1: <laughs> and the Holy Spirit just like convicted me, and it was like, okay, you can scream and sing here and raise your hands here, but yet Sunday morning at church, you can't, and I was just like, whoa. Like it, it hit me, and yeah. I remember looking over at him, In the and of a <laughs> yeah, and I tried to tell him what what just happened, but um, you know, he couldn't hear me. But it's also crazy how like no matter where you're at, like you can feel or hear that, you know, because we were yeah. at a concert with you know thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Um, but that next Sunday, I was sure to be oh, singing loud. I was raising yep. my hands and I was just like I felt so good, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I had that same as I didn't have that well, I didn't have that same experience. But when I was i I I guess we've been Christians for twelve years now. Tanya probably knows the exact date. I don't even know. But <laughs> we were going to D Creek Baptist Church and there you'd have people raise their hands, people not raise their hands. Yeah. But majority of people do not. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. Absolutely. The first time I felt like I was gonna do it, I was like, "Nah, you do a Baptist thing or like you're gonna do a You gotta hold Swat your hands, out. yeah, hands out We're, by the side. By yep. Nobody can really see it. Yeah. They're yeah. behind you. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't do it yeah. far enough where your wife can really see it. Maybe yeah, she's <laughs> looking the other direction. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but I remember the first time I did it. Um, the song was dang, I can't think of the name of the song now. Oh, <laughs> it's driving me crazy. I'll think about it. But anyway, when uh, Cliff Lambert was the worship pastor there, and he started singing the song. It's like the Holy Spirit just punched me in the throat, dude. Yeah. But I had both of my hands raised, immediate tears, immediate chill bumps. Yeah. Like, I had so much freedom. I was like, what? Yeah. Is this yeah. what worship is like? Yeah. Because oh. you're not thinking about it anymore. I you're think just I, I cried, too. Go. I
1: think I did. And
2: even to this day, like, I don't do that always. Like, it depends on the music, right? Like oh, It just yeah. depends on the time. Oh, the time, yeah, absolutely. What's going on personally. Yeah. Like, if I have had a really good week, sometimes I don't worship quite as much. Yeah. I might yeah. as well get out, out and flamboyant, but if it seems like the rougher week I've had or... Where the yeah. more doubts have kicked in, the more I need to get there on Sunday morning to worship. And then yeah. my hands will go up and I'll praise. It might be selfish on my part. I don't know. No. But sometimes I feel, I feel it, it, sometimes yeah. you don't. But yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna not wanna do it and do it, because then it feels like right. false worship to me. Yeah. And I no. just don't want to do it to do it.
0: No, I mean you had a good great example though, 'cause like we that that is totally like not not all Christianity and not all Christians, but like, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. that you know we'll go and paint our faces cheer and all that but like we're afraid to like talk about jesus or we're afraid to share our story and like when we first started the uh the podcast i told her i was like look like we're gonna be like like i don't i hate that whole candy coated crap like i can't stand it like no i was addicted to pornography for 10 freaking years like Mm -hmm. i had sex with my wife before we married like I'm not going to, like, re-edit it or, like, tell... I mean, Jesus didn't. I mean, it is, like, graphic. It's all get out in the Bible. You know, so why shouldn't we, our testimonies be like that? But I think... And I think Matt Chandler, it's either Matt Chandler or Paul Washer said it, that sometimes Christians, like, we kill our own culture. Because, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to men speaking out with pornography addictions or suicidal thoughts, because specifically with porn, the church has condemned that so much that, mm-hmm. like, they they almost... Some churches act like it doesn't even exist. Like, oh, you're having thoughts of cheating on your wife? Like, no. You were <laughs> never really saved then. Yeah. You know, oh, you've, you've had this porn addiction, you've been hiding for five years. So then, I think, in turn, makes... Because, I mean, I know I experienced it. Like, I was attending a church where they were, like, totally, like, kind of... They, like didn't really shun it but like you could tell like they never preached any kind of sermons on it no Mm -hmm. one ever talked about it when it did get bought up it was just kind of like okay we'll be praying with you and it was like cut off real quick so i even got to the point at times where i was kind of like okay well you know if i want to become like a chaplain or something that was almost like the because like Mm -hmm. they like the elders and stuff would tell me like well you got to understand like if you're going to step into like this type of leadership like you kind of you got to know how to tell your story and i was just kind of like that didn't sit right with me i was just <laughs> yeah, kind of like no. no like this is the truth though like i'm not going to dumb it down like obviously if you're speaking to a youth group you know probably hold back yeah don't be talking few, about porn yeah you know and that thing there's yeah. especially if like you're going to a youth group with that topic like yeah you need to yeah. talk to their parents like where has their talks in the homes been yeah like there definitely needs to be conversations had and if the church is like yeah we think this should happen in the youth group it needs to be mild right but like when you're speaking like in with a group of men and you've got like elders kind of like all right you know like that doesn't make anybody want to be bold and say like well that's because the church challenges
2: well not just the church but american general always just always challenging man a man's manhood uh, correct, right? yeah Always So if you're going to come out And show yourself as weak Like I need help I'm addicted to porn Or I'm addicted to whatever gamble. It could be any gambling alcohol, Oh yeah It could be whatever yeah. it is Then we're challenged as a man Even though yeah. a lot of men Aren't men in America They're scared to come forward To make them less of a man Yeah But another thing the church Will talk about are women That are addicted to porn yeah. Why is it yes. only men like, yep. <laughs> why is it only us? Yep. Well, not us, because I'm not. But, you know what I mean? Like, why is it only men yeah. that are addicted to porn or gambling or drinking or alcohol? I mean, all those yeah.
0: things. Women are in the same boat. Yeah. And we just, what, mental health and addictions, I think, is the episode we talked yeah. about. I yeah. said the same thing, yeah. that um, there's actually more women. There's a study done, and I don't know how accurate it is, but the the two studies I read... Said that more women with, that proclaim to be Christians, it, like the, the, the number is almost even with men and women That's crazy. who proclaim to be Christians, then, who view porn. Yeah, see,
2: another thing, like so many people are scared to be honest with their wives. Yeah. Like, if I had a pornography addiction or if I was tempted to do it, she'd probably be the first one I would go to. Yeah. Because I know she'd be honest with me, she would help me through it. Tiny, yeah. She'd probably be pissed off. I mean, oh, trust yeah. me, if I was Tanya's yo girl and watching some porn, I mean, after <laughs> yeah. she punched me in the throat a couple of times, yeah. then she might yeah, help me on the floor. Maybe, but that would be maybe, but that would be the first person I would go to.
0: Yeah, because she's my Absolutely. best friend. Absolutely.
2: But I don't. But I'm not scared to disappoint her because she's my partner. Yeah. I mean, God made her as my helper. That's who He's put in my life to help me through things. Yeah. And so many people are scared to do that. And then yep. if you're like, I don't know, I guess if you would go to Joel Brown and say, "Yo, Joel, we got a porn addiction," he'd probably want to go to your wife
0: first. Yeah. He'd probably want you to, well, if you told Tanya. <laughs> if you told these yeah. people, and they they would help you through. Well, like. even when I like went and talked to Joel about proposing to her, um, there was like some stuff in my testimony that like you know I talked to him about that he flat out was like, okay, so like I know me and you've talked about this. Does Amanda know about it? Wow. You yeah. know, like he was flat out. He was like, you know, all this needs to be out in the open. I'm not going to do y'all's marriage counseling after you're married.
2: See, that's awesome. You
0: know, so like he was like flat out front, but like I. Men, because like, and I know this because like I was like this at some points when like, because I was like pretty much recovered. I struggled big time when me and her first met, but she never knew how like aggressive my pornography addiction was. Mm. So, like, when it kind of started coming out a little bit, you know, she would be upset or sad, or like I would try to kind of be like, yeah, I've had like urges here and there, but men kind of want to turn it around and be like well i'm the one struggling with an addiction like why are you mad at me you know and i can't stand that or like some some guys like even that i've worked with would come in all pissed off and mad because their wife or girlfriend saw them checking out a girl well you know i'm just looking like i didn't do it like no she's got every right to be mad i mean because according to god's word you just cheated on her
2: see i've always thought that too like i've never really struggled with lust well i say never yeah. younger 20s of course you do yeah but once i got married like i always look at and once i became a christian especially i always look at people like they're a child of god
0: yeah i mean absolutely. if i'm looking
2: for example amanda's a very pretty girl yeah but she's your wife yeah yeah i would never course. look at Amanda and think of lustful thoughts because right. that would make um the amount of guilt that i would have of course one, right because that is somebody's wife that's yeah. somebody's daughter she's a, she's a daughter of the kingdom. Like, dude, she's yeah. my sister. I I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So when I my look brother. at <laughs> my <laughs> brother, but really that's what I always think. Like if I see someone else's wife, like I'm not
0: going to lust over that woman, dude. That, yeah. I, I, I don't want nobody lusting over my wife. Right. Right. The heck, no. Well, I mean the big thing that like the, the way, like, especially after her accident, cause like, you know, that put, I keep to, I say, I've said it before. Like, I feel like I could now write a book on marriage, like even though we've only been married for almost six months now, like just what that accident did. I mean, in so many good ways, it's weird as that is to say, but I mean, it taught us so much about each other, but like it showed me like how much I really loved her. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you see someone's wife and you're like, Oh, she's really pretty. But like knowing how much I love her and adore her, I would be, furious and ready to kill somebody if I could <laughs> read their thoughts right so then yeah. that's like what gets me like you know you can't do something like that they probably adore their wife and you would hope they adore your wife their wife yeah. as much as you adore your own you know and that but that's all that transformation thing right you know yeah. like when you give yourself to Christ like you're made new again right and he yeah. totally transforms you and you know to stop you from doing those types of things yeah
2: it makes you aware He's gonna yeah. make the decisions. We all fall short, dude. I mean, I'm not oh, saying yeah, we don't absolutely. see pretty girls, but it's just different when you say somebody's pretty, like, oh, look how she's cute. Yeah. Versus you see somebody in a bathing suit and you're thinking dirty things. Oh, yeah. Right. Then yeah. you just need Big to turn difference. around. You need not to go to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they call it yeah. bouncing eyes. Like Justin used to laugh at me. I remember one time we were in 7-Eleven. This was probably 15 years ago, I guess. It was a long time ago. He was like Wesley's, and I mean, like Lila's age. Maybe, I don't even know, dude. My memory's the worst. (laughs) Anyway, we're in 7 Eleven, and this very attractive girl walks in. So I'm like, hey, Dustin, let's go get another soda. We already got two sodas. I'm like, look, man, let's go get a soda. (laughs) I purposely turned my butt around. I was like, I'm not even, no, I can't Mm -hmm. do that. I cannot do that. And so we came back up, and of course, she got right in front of us. Yeah. And I said, all right, we'll teach you a moment. Yeah. And um, I pretty much told him, I said, dude, this is one thing you want to look at. I I don't remember how I said it, but I told him bouncing eyes. Yeah. we went through a men's study that talked about bouncing eyes, but I made sure. You didn't look down. You'd always looked at the shoulders because she had her back to us. Yeah. But just I don't remember exactly what I said in that moment. But I remember that was a teaching moment for him. Absolutely. But I remember that. But I remember that time specifically. because was one I didn't want my son thinking I was looking at another woman. Yeah. Kids are observant. Oh, and then absolutely. And not only that, I mean, other people see you doing things and looking. Absolutely. And, I mean, how many times have you seen dudes on construction sites hooting all oh, girls oh my walking my by? Yeah, Like, really, you got a chance of that, bro? Like, <laughs> like she's 40 <laughs> yards away. Well, it's funny because her
0: being with me, right, I would come home and tell her things like that. So she is now... She's like a product of a construction worker, right? Because she <laughs> oh now, my. she, she notices guys doing it. Like for instance, at oh physical my. therapy, when I was taking her, I was sitting there reading my Bible and she's like nudging me and keeps nudging me. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you know, but she is the worst. She's the doing? worst at like, <laughs> no. oh my. she's the worst at trying to tell you something by oh like using her eyes. No, you're
1: like, the worst at realizing okay. it.
0: Yeah. We'll 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 have we'll do it better. It's only been six months. Yeah. Six months in being married. He hadn't learned that yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what are <laughs> you talking about? And she's just like, Oh So then the the lobby clears she was like, You didn't just see that guy checking out that girl? So like this nurse or somebody had just walked out from the room and she was like, Oh yeah, he was like this. You know, and I know they can't yeah. but like eyes just fall over I her. just hate Those seeing things like yeah. that. And I she do. told me she was like, Until you started telling me about construction workers, like I never noticed how bad it is. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's it's but like your bouncing eyes thing, I'm the same way. Like mm-hmm. because not because and like that's another area where men like think, oh well yeah, too macho and like oh I'm not weak. <laughs> I know how dark and depressive and evil, like, porn and lust is. I will go the rest of my life, like, staring up at a (laughs) 7-Eleven ceiling before I ever let the devil, like, get that little footnote ever again. Again, You know what I mean? Like, it ain't about being weak. I only want my wife. But it's about, like, I know the reality of it. Like, and you'll never, like, me personally, I don't believe, like, like, you won't ever be recovered enough. Yeah. Like, once you've been through something, like, that aggressive, yeah. like, you know, Paul talks about the thorn in his side, and, like, that's something that, like, I constantly talk to guys about when I'm talking to them with, like, trying to walk with them through a pornography addiction. Like, you've got to understand, depending on how bad it really was, like, you're probably going to struggle with random thoughts all the time. Not to say that any man doesn't, mm-hmm. but, like, it's going to be more magnified. It's going to be more aggressive. Like, you... you aren't going to be able to feel normal going to a beach. Like it's just the right. way that you've literally trained yourself. Right. You know, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Like I won't go to like a beach or a pool without Amanda just cause yeah. you know, I know what could happen. Not that I'm going down there like to the pool with any kind of intentions, but you know, I'm not afraid to be a weak man. Like some, some men. Want to yeah. Call, I just wish know? more
2: people like, that's something I don't understand either. And we talked about a little bit, a little bit tonight at connect group too. Is that, remember I told you how my dad loved my mom? Well, yeah. Well, after 27 years, they got divorced. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? Like, it kind of rocked my world for a while. Oh, yeah. But then you me being divorced also, I've personally seen what it does to families, and it rips families apart. Um, did you figure Justin and, and Lila, I mean, sorry, there's Lila, but <laughs> Justin and Kelsey... I mean, they had dual parents for a while. I mean, right. they had her mom. Her, their their mom lived in Richmond. I lived down here. They saw her every other weekend because I had custody of them. Right. They saw the the friction between us two. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were they didn't have two parents. of Their parents. They had Tanya and, her, and um, Tiffany got remarried up there too so they had parents in both locations yeah. but the dynamic between the kids even like Tanya and Kelsey a lot of friction there right? Yeah. There was just friction everywhere and then you see like my mom and dad like my family used to be super tight. Right. Super tight and then when all that stuff happened with them too I mean my dad lives in Jacksonville, Florida my mom lives in Pensacola, Florida my brother lives in North Carolina <laughs> gosh, like I never my... see anybody anymore so yeah. it's just a perfect example how Satan like you said put that footnote oh, and, yeah. and ripped that family apart and then so to me like Tani would have to do something really, really bad,
0: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we ever divorce yeah. her
2: just because I love my family that much, yeah. and I understand that she needs that grace, or I would need that grace to keep the family together, but you talk about like porn addictions i didn't for one, i didn't know there are different levels of porn addiction because I don't have a level of addiction, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't know there are different levels to it, but like if men would look at other men's families that have been ripped apart, yeah, or women even like if women would stop doing stupid things, if they would just stop being so selfish. They would just start loving each other and get married for the right reasons, keep these families together, it would change everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but families it sucks, you know, like the divorce rate, what 60 some percent. But then you look at the church, it's I, was getting also say, I was getting ready to say that you, so Christians are contributing to it. Yeah. The church is doing anything different. Yeah, and so it's just we have to. I mean, it, the Bible tells us to be in the world, but not of the world. Right. But then, if our churches have the same divorce rates, the same addiction rates, the same suicide rates, the same all these different rates, then we're no different than the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. As why the world's unattracted to the church because right. there's nothing different. Yeah. So at some point, we've got to step up. But like, Yo, what do we want to do? Like, yeah. And luckily, we belong to a really cool church. Oh, absolutely. And Hampton Roads is blessed with a bunch of cool churches that yeah. are around, and I really feel like we have a stronghold. Um, but, well,
0: I mean, it's like the uh, Southern Baptist Convention. Like that's the most slept-on thing. I mean, no one's talking about that, like, the Southern Baptist Convention isn't just, like, this big, like, seclusive club. Like, the Southern Baptist Convention has humongous seminaries. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. they control a lot of churches. And no one is talking about the fact that they are trying to, like, indoctrinate critical race theory. Like, nobody knows about it. And they're, like, going right along with the world, like you were saying, right. you know? And it's, like, you know, where you can't even see the the silver lining anymore because more and more churches are just kind of conforming to the world, right? which isn't helping the divorce rate, right? you know? And then you've got churches, like, the Southern Baptist uh, Convention is, like, trying to make it okay for gay people to be ordained in churches. Right. So, I mean, it's, like... You know, but people sit there and wonder, like, well, why do Christians who don't believe in divorce have the biggest divorce rate? Well, let's look at what we're letting in—not us specifically, yeah. not CHR specifically—but right. you know, the church as a whole. We're one body, right? You know, body is hurting right now. <laughs> it is. That's one reason,
2: like, we had that connect group tonight. Like, one reason me and Tanya like, I've always told Joel and Dave and everybody else that, like, my heart is really pulled towards marriages. Right. It's just hard to know how to get in there. Yeah. Like, Many A lot of ministries are tough, but to start a marriage ministry is hard because people are busy. Even like yeah. tonight, we had people missing for several reasons. But people, I don't know. It's hard, man. Yeah. But like tonight, us telling our stories and us hanging out together and stuff, hopefully people will see like, Ken, and, Ken and Molly's story. was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was so yeah. <laughs> but They're just great people, man. But marriages need rescued. Yeah. And the church is not going to change until we protect the family. Yeah. It's really not going to. And then when you see so many men and women doing the same thing that other men or women are doing that leads to destruction, yep. it's only going to lead to destruction. Yeah. Until you make your mind up to make a change and take a stand. No. And yeah. Absolutely. And the, but the church has got to change that. It It yeah. has to because the world's going crazy, bro. Uh, like between yeah. All the transvestite. I don't even know. I don't even know what to call it now. But all, I, like it, transvestite every, is but, probably. But every term. day <laughs> it changes. Like it does. No, when it does. Yeah. Anytime you got a man in female sports and you're celebrating that. Yeah. Look, man. Yeah. You, I mean, anytime that a man is actually the woman of the year, or whatever it was, like we're confused people, very yeah. much. So. And the church just needs to not play that game. Yeah, they no, just, of course. I mean, what are we losing? That's what I understand. If the church would take a stand on these hard issues, what are we losing? Right. Nothing, right? Because the people that are doing these things aren't in your churches anyway, right? So I don't, I don't get it.
0: Th- yeah, that's what that's what confused me about the SBC. Trying to bring you got something f- against SBC? <laughs> well, That's it's probably because you- I was born and raised <laughs> Southern Baptist, <laughs> oh, right? Maybe I don't yeah. know what that is, but I mean that just infuriated me because yeah. I hate seeing, um, you know, not like the Hillsong documentary. I don't know if you watched that. No, that I did not. D- complete, just utter. you want to get me was, get fired up? And the reason I document. don't
2: watch those things because one, I feel like. I know there's things that that have gone on there, and and I know some of the things that were on there, but I don't want to watch those things about another church because when it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't want to watch other people drag a church through through the muck because that just needs to be snipped in the bud. Because I'm sure there are good people at that church. Of course. But the ones that are doing the jacks-up stuff, they need to be dismissed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Immediately. There's no discussion. There's no (laughs) judge. There's no no jury. Dude, you did this. You're gone. Point blank. Go go do what you got to do. But churches are so so slow to move on those things, yeah. like just end it. I don't care if yeah. the dude started the church or not. I don't care. Yeah, if absolutely. Move the the pastor's there and you take that building and go somewhere else or take that congregation yeah. and go somewhere else. Just end it, make a statement. Stop and that's games. exactly
0: what we talked about on it When we talked about the issue was that, yeah, like, you know, there's no excuses for what either one of the gentlemen did. Right. But like so many Christians were like, kind of like, uh-huh. I knew it was going to happen. You know, but like no, everyone kind of forgot that. Like, you know, I made a joke when we talked about it that I'm really glad social media wasn't around when Paul came to Christ. Because I mean, could you imagine? Like, he would have gotten shunned. Like, someone who was murdering Christians, it's now all of a sudden converted, Mm -hmm. and it's about to become the greatest pastor to ever walk earth. Like, no, Facebook would have blown up, Twitter would have blown up, Christians would have been making their podcasts and their videos talking about don't follow Paul and all that like that's what scares me (laughs) honestly about you know the Antichrist rising you know is like that kind of stuff right there because no one talked about praying for Hillsong and then in the same way you know people could definitely say oh well you're not talking about praying for the SBC yeah I mean yeah I do pray for those people but like those are people you know Brian Houston did come out and say you know I'm sorry for what happened no the SBC is still fighting to pass this like they're aware of what they're doing, and they're not doing anything about it.
2: Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I kind of just wanted <laughs> a little bit of like a tirade I mean, again. I don't really
2: keep up with that stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I don't know what that. Even the Song, like, I haven't really paid attention to a whole, whole bunch of that stuff. Except for their music, their music's amazing. It is. I've well, seen Joe Rogan talk about. Who, I do not know the pastor's name. The, Brian the, Houston or Carl yeah, Lentz, that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> well, that's the only one I know. Cause he's—I don't. I guess the other guy's the older guy that of the church. Yeah, yeah. See I'm so yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But Tanya's one thing. Like she laughs at me because I don't care about gossip, dude. I really don't like yeah. when I see things like that. I'm like, nah, whatever. Well, see, and that's
0: right. What you just said—that's what fired me up so much about it—was that Christians were getting their like info on it. From people like Joe Rogan. I have nothing against Joe Rogan. And I do listen to his podcast sometimes. He is not a Christian. Though. Not at all. He, not For all. you to be a Christian and be like, well, Joe Rogan experience said da-da-da-da-da, like,
2: you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, once we end the podcast, I'll tell you what Joe Rogan said. It was actually something funny. I don't know his take on that, but he was talking about the younger guy, I guess, whatever. And he was just curious how this happened. And then he had different pictures and different videos of him doing things. He was like, "Why did somebody not stop at that point?" Like Joe Rogan was on point. He was like, "Why did this I've not?" I've seen the video you're like, talking about. Why did about? this not stop
0: before this? Yeah, like, and you're and you're absolutely right. Crazy. I think I know the picture you're talking about too, because I remember before the whole thing blew up and I saw it, and I was kind of like. Okay, are we not going to do anything about this? Like, this dude's a pastor. Like. See, people are... Uh,
2: that's one thing I, I can't stand about America. And I know Hills... Where's Hillsong? Is that Australia?
0: That's where it was founded, yeah. But
2: it's in New York with
0: us. Right? Uh, it's, like, all over. She corrected it was, it me. Was. I thought they only had, like, three yeah, I mean, in the United yeah. States. But it's, like, all over the
2: place. We just have to stop celebrity... Celebrity-tizing? Is that yeah. a word? You it's yeah, we do this yeah, all Yeah, see, the time. we make our own words Pastors. up, too. It's all good, like, yeah. It just gives it cracks the egg where Satan can come in and, and do his work in those in those places. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It just does. I yeah. mean they're pastors for crying out loud. Yeah. Anytime they become bigger than the church or bigger than Jesus, just, Yeah you need to put a cap on that. Yeah. Absolutely. On them and yeah. there are some pastors that have done that. They get they get too big, they step yep. down a little bit. Like a lot of people give Francis Chan a hard time. That dude realized that and he took a step back.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, this, and is, that- this is coming
2: about me. This is coming about Francis Chan. This is coming about this shirt. I need to step off and do something. I
0: literally could do like a whole other episode about it because that's what was so funny to me about Christians is, you know, we don't want to show grace and humility when Brian Houston flat out said, we didn't have enough accountability. That was Hillsong's fault. We should never have let Hillsong, New York City, get this out of control. But then someone like Francis Chan literally goes, yeah, I'm done with this whole thing. It's gotten too big. You know, not, not, and he didn't even condemn it. He put another pastor in his place. Yeah, he left right. But he flat out said, I was getting pride. And then we condemned him for it. Other pastors and Christians condemned him for it. now now they say he preaches the, the, the. Prosperity, gospel.
2: Not the prosperity, but the opposite of that.
0: Oh, oh, oh the, uh, Gosh, don't <laughs> you really. said prosperity. Yeah, I know no, what I'm you're like, talking about. It, like where, like, the, like the martyr syndrome. The broke, almost. the broke. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're Christian, <laughs> like you shouldn't have yeah. like a six figure salary. Thing. Yeah, and that. that's bullcrap too, man. It like, is.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's what's wrong with Christianity. It's just this crazy. This episode is yeah. awesome. If like, I was outside the church and I was having this conversation, I'd be confused <laughs> too. <through one day. laughs> oh, yeah. like, so you can't be broke. You can't be rich. <laughs> <laughs> what can't. You Check be? out Francis Chan. Yeah, yeah but it's, yeah, like they'll oh they'll hear. But are a lot of pastors that are wealthy that. do awesome work yeah you know oh I mean? yeah i mean but there mm-hmm. are ones that are broke that do awesome work. <laughs> well too. my
0: thing is is like you and tanya run like a great business Thanks. and like you guys aren't afraid to talk about jesus to anybody mm. like y'all have a nice house you'll have a nice family like what is wrong with being blessed and that's what right. we got to stop doing is acting like it's not okay to be but i love my truck and i'm like so grateful to God to have blessed me with a job to be able to do mm-hmm. that. And, you know, Amanda's not working, and I'm stoked that I'm blessed with a job that she doesn't have to worry about getting a job. You know, right. like that, we got to stop with that kind of crap. That and it's that self-conviction, too. Like, each yeah. person's different. Like, we, I don't ever
2: need a bigger house than we have. Right. right? I drive a 2018 Chevy Silverado. I don't need a fancier truck. Yeah, right. Like what, well, actually, I do. I like the new Chevy truck. The new, the new electric Chevy truck? Dude, it looks nasty. You don't need it. You want it. But I don't need to go out and buy that truck. And the reason I don't, I wouldn't buy that truck or I wouldn't buy a bigger house because, like, we have Isaac Garcia planting a church in Suffolk. So say I go buy a house twice as big. Yeah. then he asked me for $1,500, and I said, I'm sorry. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. But I pull up in a brand-new Silverado yeah. next week? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Well,
0: see, another thing about what you said is, You know, I I know we're on the local connection and the blue-collar chaplain, but (laughs) you said electric vehicle. Like, it's the blue-collar chaplain, bro. We got to support the (laughs) blue-collar workers,
2: man. Have you seen that truck?
0: I don't... I mean, once you see He's
1: going to look it up it, later. Probably,
0: <laughs> zero, but then I'll think zero, about my homies
2: up in zero, West Virginia zero, or Texas. Zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds.
0: Yeah, but where there's eight, no fossil fuel. 880 horsepower. And, are they are they all those wells in Texas are being closed up, That's cemented okay. over. It's all right. I love how, like, I, I, I totally thought I had, like, the idea of this, like, episode. Like, yes, yeah, we were talking about. We I mean, this
2: microphone it. you're talking on, that's not gas
0: powered, dude. It's electric. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no. Oh, we can no. give you gas powered mic if you want. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would be down with it. I don't think Tanya oh, would, would, would like you be you know? to sound like oh, a freaking yeah. <laughs> chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's oh. gas. We'll power. change the name <laughs> to Texas Chainsaw. But I'm not one of those electric podcast. people that want an
2: electric car because I want to go green. I just yeah. think it's a no. good I, and it's super fast. I just like that.
0: I heard that and I was like, oh, I yeah. gotta give him a hard time. Though. No, man. I, I, I didn't I'm even not,
1: catch that part.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. No. it's the blue collar chaplain. We I'm support. Sorry, we're I'm saying collar.
1: electric. I didn't even hear. Yeah.
0: Him oh yeah, I did. <laughs> no, it's electric. Anytime <laughs> someone it's says electric. An electric truck, I'm like, like, wait, what? Like Tesla. There's a
2: video I saw today with Tesla. I didn't know you could like program the cars to do different things. Like you can customize them things. See, no. I think I've seen much. a
0: video. on Justin
2: shared to be with me where the guy was driving with his dad. And every time you made a right-hand turn, he made the car fart. Oh, that's oh, amazing! So they're, at a, they're <laughs> at a so, so they're at the red light, and also the guy puts his right bling on. I was like. <laughs> Oh, so the guy God. starts laughing. Says, What'd you do? What would you do to my car? <laughs> and all the whole time the blinker's turning right, and the car keeps. Pooing. I'm not gonna oh, lie.
0: The, the Tesla, like uh, it's got Mario Kart in it. Like when you're in park. Seriously? Oh, you haven't seen that? Dude, I'm buying a Tesla. You no. saw the farting thing, but not the Mario Kart. I'm gonna look. Look, we covered I everything in this episode. I mean, farting Teslas, oh God. honoring God. Well, yeah. I, that's what I was saying. I, I thought I had like the, hey man, the idea. Like this is what we're going to talk about. We talked about we're it. We're blessed, all. man. God gave yeah. us gas, okay?
1: <laughs> oh my!
0: Which kind of gas you talking about? Both. <laughs> I'm going to get home. There's going to be laxative in the call or wow. the, the uh, cookies. They I'm going to 3D me. print you. The nah, next powder, time
1: it will be. <laughs>
0: microphone. Yeah, 3D print. Yes, dude. Put like a chainsaw engine on it. In it. Oh, dude, I would love you to death. <laughs> so a joke. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my! Obviously. So what so were we sick.
2: talking about this podcast? What was the topic anyway? Do
0: we even have what Well, what, what we did. Uh, I,
1: I started song. us on the right path. We were talking about honoring God in the workplace. So I started it off. Yeah, but right? then you and joined then in too. with
0: the camaraderie.
1: Well, I just actually listened. I enjoyed listening, actually. Yeah, but
0: you joined in on the camaraderie. Yeah.
1: Well, there is. I mean, yeah.
0: When we started recording, I was like, yeah, we'll talk about, like, honoring God, like, you know, through life, through the workplace, stuff like that. But then, you know, we just got to talk about anything and everything. I don't care. People people are still going to like it.
2: Yeah. Because it's fun. We talked about some serious stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was good. But thanks for having me on the. Well, thanks for the blue collar having trap, us
0: man. on the local connection. That's yeah, right, man. absolutely. Yeah, getting this thing kicked back off again. I'm excited for it. <laughs> Not nah, for yeah, real, I am. Is, I've listened to all of y'all, so I'm like, uh,
2: hopefully we get the audio done because me and Chris were struggling in the beginning, and then Chris got busy with planting the new church and yeah. Apple Door getting busy and everything else, so we've kind of kicked it to the side. But
0: see, but when you're ready to have me on as a guest,
2: yeah. like
0: I've I've already got like. No, I mean, like, when we're talking about local business. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, see, I've already got notes for, like, a local <laughs> You're business. You're preparing for it. Shout out to Emerson Cigar.
2: <laughs>
0: see, you should have seen that coming. Yeah. You oh should have seen gosh. that coming. Cigars, man. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, I mean, we're, we're out of time. We're, we're out of time. We're going pray it out, yeah.
2: Oh, wow, y'all are good. Yeah. See, I just, me and Chris just ramble. We'll be like an hour and a <laughs> half, two hours in, still talking. But y'all are like, yeah, So, <laughs> see, this thing will, will cut me off. Yeah, oh, She likes it. it. Yeah, she, she, she don't
0: let me ramble. All right, cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, y'all ready? Yeah. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, so much for friendship, Lord, for opportunities to share your word, Lord, your gospel, Lord, with um, whoever we come in contact with, Lord. Jesus, we just pray that you would just continue to give us the, that boldness, Lord. And I just also pray, Lord, for any anybody who's listening, Lord, that they would also be inspired, Lord, to stand up and share their testimony and wouldn't be ashamed to uh, share your gospel, Lord, and just be ready to proclaim your name, Lord, and just live a life just renewed and transformed by you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, Lord. Um, I just pray and give us all to you, Lord, for it's in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen
2: awesome cool yeah man but this will be
0: the next young hey everyone we just want to thank you all so much for continuing to listen and support and sharing and viewing everything that we've been putting out so far we really hope you guys enjoyed uh a blue collared conversation with a really good friend of ours with tony tillman if you guys want to Get to know Tony more. He has got a podcast called The Local Connection on Spotify, iTunes, um, YouTube, Facebook, so check them out. Um, That's The uh, Local Connection. He is also, him and his wife also own Apple Door Systems here in Chesapeake, Virginia. So check them out too, and he is also the owner, along with one of our pastors at church, the owner of a coffee company called Coastland Coffee. So give them a shout out too. Check them out on Facebook. Order yourself some coffee. It is amazing coffee. And go follow Tony on LinkedIn. That's Tony Tillman. Go check him out. Really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, thank you all so much.